ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Know the O. Um, you might be listening to a different atmosphere because we're doing something a little bit different. I'm going to try out a little bit of a mobile type of thing. Um, but along with doing something a little bit different, I also have a little different uh, band here. Uh, it is a Spanish-speaking uh, band. I have uh, Edward Trujillo, correct? Yeah. Awesome. Um, or Yayo. Right, goes by Yayo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you guys have a Spanish-speaking punk band, which is so cool to me. It's the first time I've seen one in Omaha. Um, so thank you very much for stopping by. No, thanks um, for having us. So then, can I ask, how did you guys come up, or how did you come up with the name of Las Cruces? Uh, it was just like a dumb name. I had just finished playing with one of the last bands that I was in for like 15 years. Um... So it's another Spanish rock band. It's called Pastilla, and we had like we were like signed to like Sony, BMG, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Had records out, and then I just kind of like I was just trying to do something different, you know, from like all those bands that I always play with and stuff. And that name was just kind of like a dumb name, you know. I was like, oh, it's so stupid. It, I was thinking to myself like, we're gonna make like this like death metal looking logo and stuff you know <laughs> yeah. and people are gonna be like and especially because it says Las Cruces they're gonna be like oh wow you know and I just thought it was really dumb you know how some people like just by looking at something you know like they totally portray it as something when it's not you yeah. know it's so weird and it like worked <laughs> which is really weird because like as soon as we like posted it up they hit us up for a show and it was all like death metal really? bands. Yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> so the flyer was like that. But then there was this really cool band. There's this band, I don't know if you know them, they're called Christian Death. And then the singer died like in the 90s and the rest of the members kind of carry on with it. And they're one of my favorite bands and they played that night, you know, and it was like really weird. But it was just something weird because it's like the flyer looked like a super like death metal flyer and then you know like <laughs> nobody knew that we were like a spanish punk band yeah. that's really cool uh, wow so was it you that named it or was it like a like a group effort type deal no it was me <laughs> yeah um, I take. so then how many people are in the band it depends it goes anywhere from like four to like nine people because we like we usually play with like two drummers, three guitars, keyboard, baritone, bass, and, stuff. and um, and it just kind of varies. This band is like a big collective, so there's like a band in LA, there's one in Chicago, one here in Omaha, and then one in Mexico City, and we just kind of like alternate, you know. And since I'm like the lead singer, I'll just you know kind of makes it a little easier, mm-hmm. you know. And everybody's kind of on board with the idea. So it works out pretty well. That's wild. So, okay, so nine people, right, in total. Yeah. It j- varies, changes with depending on who can come. Um, how did you know who you wanted to play with you? Uh, it's all people that I kind of, like, already knew from, like, the scene in L.A. And it was people that I knew that they wanted to play music, so I knew it wasn't going to be, like, a... A struggle to try to get somebody on tour you know mm-hmm. like I'm like it would be a struggle because of the financial side of it you know like everybody has like apartments to pay a house to pay yeah. you know yep. like that's a big thing you know um but I kind of already knew like just like 
who I wanted to play. And normally that's the way this band kind of goes. Like if I ask somebody, it's always somebody that I kind of already like know or I'm acquaintance. So I'm like, oh, that person will probably fit in. You mm-hmm. know? So yeah. How did you meet them though? Was it because you you're from LA? Just originally. yeah, just through different bands, like going on tour and stuff a lot. Um, like the guys in Mexico City. That's you know I met them like. One of the guys that plays with us is um, Jorge Vilchis, which he used to play in this band called La Gusana Ciega. They're like a big Spanish rock band too, like signed to majors and stuff. And him and I quit our prior bands like literally like a month apart. And we kind of, he started a band, then I started a band, and we started talking and we were like, hey, yeah, okay. (laughs) And we released a split tape together, like our both bands. Oh, that's cool. And we were doing, like, a bunch of tours together. And then now he plays with me, like, down there. And then same thing with, like, the people in L.A. It's just people that I know from bands. You know, I have, like, some... The drummer and the keyboard player, Jose and Arlene, they used to play in a band called Juguete. And um, they, like, play... I have the one of the girls from L.A. Witch. That's another band from L.A. that, like, is doing a lot of things right now. They're, like, touring a lot. They play with, like, the Strokes. Oh, wow. Like, last, I think, September or something like that. Like, they've just been doing, like, a lot of stuff. So she plays with us, Ellie. I have this guy from this band. Well, he used to be in this band called Funeral Party. That same thing. It's all, like, just people that I know that have kind of done something, you know, so I know they take it a little serious, you know? Mm-hmm. And not, like, serious, serious, because that's the whole point of this band, that not to be serious, you know? Um... But just like serious, like in the music side of it, yeah. You know, where like they're gonna show up and yeah. they're gonna know yep. the songs and they're gonna like play right. You know, they're not gonna be like temperamental players. You know, that one day they could play, the next day they're like, oh, I'm drunk, I can't play a yeah. note. You know, like so yeah, it's just a lot of people like that. I have there's uh, one of the dudes from the Brian Jonestown Massacre plays with us too, Jeff Davies, um, and it's just it's just different stuff like that. Here in Omaha, I have, like, some dudes from, like, the scene here that play in, like, really cool bands. One of them is uh, Jeff Lamlet. He plays in Digital Leather. And then Tom May, that he used to be in, like, the David Nance crew. He used to be in Digital Leather. And, like, so it's just, like, same thing here. I just kind of, I'm lucky enough for some reason that I get to meet, like, good music people. Yeah, because it's you know, a pretty it's, easy route to find the bad ones. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Drink a lot. And for some reason, like, I've always been, like, I don't know if it's, like, handed or what, but I've always been put in, like, where I meet these people and become friends. And it's like, yeah, just, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. How long do have you been playing music? Uh, for a long time, since I was, like, 13, 14. Wow. Uh, and then, I guess, quote-unquote, professionally, when I was, like, 18 was when I released my first record. And then ever since then, I've just kind of been in bands that do stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? So, so then, um, have you encountered a bunch of uh, the negative aspect of the music scene, where it's you find a bunch of uh, musicians and they just drink a bunch and they don't really take too much Oh, too yeah, for serious. sure. For sure. I mean, even I think I'm like that sometimes. You know, I mean, that's everywhere, you know, not just, like, in music, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you find it a lot. But, yeah, there's, like... And I don't even think it's such a, like, negative thing, you know? It's just there is, like, the that little balance that yeah. kind of outweighs itself sometimes, you know? And that's when it hurts, you know? Yep. Because if you keep, keep it, like, balanced out, 
it's totally cool, you know, like, yeah. So when did the band officially start? Like when? Uh, like August of 2017. Wow, okay. Yeah. So you've been, you've guys been at it for a while now then. Yeah, we've just been kind of like, we released already uh, three records, two EPs and a record. So we've been doing one like every year, every few months. Right now we have two coming out in May. Oh, wow. Records so, or singles? No records. Oh, so wow. we're like, yeah, we've been just kind of like. Pumping them out. Well, it's because this one, I already had it kind of done because I was working on it all last year. Mm -hmm. And then I just ended up releasing a single last year. And then I wrote another batch of songs. So I was like, okay, then we're just going to do two. And, uh, but yeah, you know, it's just kind of, I like being really productive like that, kind of just like trying to put stuff out as much as I can, you know. And yeah. I'm lucky enough that I have like somebody to distribute it for me and stuff. Right now yep. we have like a, we're signed to this like label from Miami that has a distribution with Sony, US Latin, so they distribute our stuff. And is it Afonos? Afonico. Afonico. Yeah, there which we go. is, the guy that runs it is Martin Chan. He um, he used to be in this band called Volumencero, that they were like on Warner Brothers. They were like another big Latin pioneering band in the U.S. and stuff. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so, when did you guys move to Omaha, or when did you move to Omaha? Uh, about a year, two and a half ago, and then um, I'm like the only one that's here. That mm -hmm. like you know, and then the girl that's playing guitar with us here too, Tatiana. She moved here from San Francisco last year. Really? So, yeah, we met here, and it was like, oh, cool, another California, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, can I ask why you moved, decided to make me move? Oh, I have a son that lives here. <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my, uh, my kid lives here. His mom moved here from Los Angeles. And then I was just kind of traveling back and forth, and then I just realized that it was a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Just to come here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So then, are you liking it so far, would you say? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, the Midwest is fun. It's just, it's a little weird, you know, coming from Los Angeles and, like, being, like, born and raised and stuff. It's a little weird, especially it's, like, so small. Yeah, yep. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just a whole different thing, you know. Yeah, I bet. Oh, man. And then everything closes at 10. Have you noticed? Everything closes before that. Not even <laughs> 10. 10 is like on Saturday and Friday. Yeah. But yeah, that was one thing that I honestly hated, like when I barely moved here. Because when I barely, when I, I like the first three months, I was just like, every night I would like go out into town, like just different parts of, mm -hmm. go like bar hopping, just to kind of like figure this place out. And it would suck, like being on a lift on like, at 9 p.m., like, driving through Blackstone and, like, everything's closed. Yeah. And you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, like, that's really. the yeah. one thing I hate the most about Omaha so far is that everything closes either at 9 or 10. And I usually get out of work, or if I'm doing a gig, I usually get out of that around 12 or 1 a.m. So then when I'm out, all I have left to eat is, like, McDonald's. Or yeah, something. that's so crazy, too. Which, like, sucks. And it's like, man, I just want to, like... Because not even in downtown. Like, you would yeah. think... I've done that, like where I'm like, oh, I'll go to downtown. There should be something open, like at midnight, and it's like everything's closed, and you're just like, what? Yeah, and the bars are like dead. There's yeah. like almost nobody in the bars. But um, if you don't mind, can I ask, how was life growing up in LA? Uh, it's cool. You know, I live like in the East Side. I live right next to Dodger Stadium by Chinatown. Oh. 
So it's not like East Los Islos, you know, like how they p- mm-hmm. portray it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's already like, it's like the beginning of this East Side and stuff. And uh, cool, you know, like a lot of diversity, a lot of culture. Yeah. You know, different stuff. So like, it was fun, you know. Like I realize now, like, especially coming like to the Midwest, how much you need that growing up. Yeah. You know, yep. like if not, you get kind of like stuck in your little bubble and don't really, like you don't realize it until you run into a situation like that where you're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing that I think is still kind of crazy is that Omaha's still divided. It's super segregated here. Yeah. It's like ridiculously segregated. It's, it's so weird. It's like racistly segregated. <laughs> yeah, Which yeah. Which is bad to say, but I mean, you know. It's, it's true though. It's like welcome to like, white small town mid-america yep you know yep which is yeah i hope nobody gets mad because i say that but i mean i don't think so because it's the truth honestly and everybody that i've brought into so far and i bring up that question they all agree that everything's so segregated you have uh black people living in the north white people living in the west and then mexicans in the west yeah that's uh, in the west that that's south that's yeah that's really funny to me how it's like you go down Dodge, and if you make a left, you go to like North O. Like <laughs> yeah. the black people, and you make a right, you get to South O. <laughs> and if you go back the other way, it's like the West Side of it. <laughs> it's just so yeah. weird. Yeah. You have, I mean, it's kind of starting to get a little bit of a melting pot in the middle, like Papillion Ralston, kind of. Not but even so that's much. like far. Yeah. Um, so then would you say you had a pretty good childhood growing up? Yeah, for sure. I mean... You played out outside a lot. Were you a sports person at all? Yeah, I did. I, I was, like, not, like, a jock, but it's just, like, all my little friends did it. So to kind of hang out, like, we were all, like, in park leagues. And played really? sports, yeah, and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I was totally, like, always out in the street, you know, like, with my friends, riding around my bicycles and stuff. And, did you have that like little bike gang? Yeah, for sure. Oh man, I always wanted one. Yeah, we used to drive. We used to like drive around our little bikes, and like go to girls' houses and think we were all cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, did you have think a bell at all? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. um, so I then, probably would have gotten beat up where I lived or something. It was different times. Yeah. They could beat you up for stuff like that back then. <laughs> You know, and it would just be like, well, why are you wearing that bell on your bike? Uh, you know, yeah, you know? you're right, you're right. So then that brings me to, um, if you don't mind, how old are you? 36. Oh, okay. So then, and you've been playing since you've been like 13, you said? 14? Yeah. When you first started, was that you wanting to go into it? Or was that your parents kind of telling you? No, you no, no. I kind of, I think I was lucky enough to kind of just already know that that's what I wanted to do. What, yeah. what was your first instrument? Um, my parents bought me a guitar and I hated it. Really? Yeah, they gave it to me for Christmas and I hated it. Like acoustic or electric? Electric guitar. Whoa, and okay. I just, and I just hated it. I thought it was like the worst sounding thing ever. I just hated the like noise that it made. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I don't know, there was something about like just electric guitars that used to drive me crazy. Like I just hated them. And so I ended up uh, trading it for my with one of my friends in school for like his really cheap bass. And then I kind of played bass like forever and then just started playing guitar and stuff. So then when was it when you decided to uh, go back into guitar? Uh, like with Las Cruces. I, like with my last really? band with Pastilla, I was kind of like 
playing. Like, I would record some stuff on guitar on the records, but mostly bass, you know? Mm-hmm. But then I kind of, like, with Las Cruces, just kind of, like, really took, like, all right, I'm going to. Any, if I'm going to do this, I got to do this. Right. You know, yeah. So then you've been playing in bands bass the whole time? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Wow, okay. Huh. Uh, I think the bass guitar is so cool. And then also the bass cello. <laughs> oh, I love them. But anyways, um, over in L.A., can I ask, how hard is it to find or create a Latin band? It's ridiculously easy. Uh for Spanish rock, there was like a big boom in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of died out, like in like the like mid-2000s, like just died out, you know. And now there's like not really shows. There's a lot of shows, but it's like cover bands, like chibi oh, bands okay. and stuff like that. It's so weird how that's like a big thing, you know. And you mm-hmm. go to those shows and they're like super packed. But then you go to like a regular like Spanish rock show and they're like empty. Really? Yeah. I think it's like a nostalgia thing. Yeah. You know, like, and I have heard tribute bands are like in the rise or something. Yeah, it's so weird. But um yeah, and then and then right now it's like very like cool to like like weird psychedelic like cumbia mm-hmm. Latin bands, you know. So then you get like all these different people, you know, like sh- going to shows for that type of music, you know, but not rock and roll, you mm-hmm. know, but like Latin. So it's like really easy to start something like that in LA. You know, like just there's always musicians that are, you know, trying to do that. Have you, because um, you've been here for about a year now, uh, have you found any other Latin bands in Omaha? I found some dudes that play here, um, but they're like, like a samba, like it's just like weird, like. They play like top forty Latin songs, but they don't use drums. They use like a cajon mm-hmm. and like ukuleles and acoustics. It's very like that's interesting. Like Latin, yeah, you know? yeah. So where did you, if you don't mind, where where do you go to go find or listen to music? If you still do that, uh, you know, I've never really done that to be honest. I've never like. Gone to the like the small venues and just listened to whatever. Yeah, band is like. There? Like, this is going to sound really pretentious and shit, but, like, I hate going to shows, you know? I, I get always, it. I always, like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I hate going to shows. Um, like, I'll go when, like, my friends are playing, and even that, like, once they're done, I'm like, bye, you know, like, I'm not trying to hang out. Or, like, yeah. Um, and it's usually, like, I don't go looking for music. I've never been that type of person, like, to go find stuff. It's, like, what friends give me. Like, you know, like what my friends turned me on to, like, oh, check this out, or oh, like, this or that. But, like, I've never really been into, like, oh, I'm gonna go look for some new bands. And I have friends that do that all the time. You know, they're always, like, looking at magazines or stuff like that. Like, especially a lot of them, like, looking at, like, before they used to look at, like, NME and, like, stuff like that. And they used Mm -hmm. to, like, look for bands coming out of, like, the UK. And, but yeah, I've never been, like, a person to do that. That's interesting. Um, so then everything that you've written and done for Las Cruces, is that all just kind of mimicking something else? Or is that kind of interests that you've decided to think of and do yourself? Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, like, there's always, I mean, there's always going to be, like, a mimicking, you know, especially with, mm-hmm. like, band people. You know, whenever you write a song, you know, like, because sometimes 
it might just happen with like subconsciously without you even thinking about it. Like something that you like. Yeah. You're like, oh, that riff sounds cool, you know? And then you might write a song and it has like something similar to it and, you know. Um, but not mimicking, just more like, there's just like, um, like in like the Spanish rock scene right now, like, like in the last like, it's already been a long time, like 10 years, it's been like a whole fad of like, these like synth, like pretty boy, like rock and roll pop mm. bands, you know, like mm-hmm. that's like what's big, you know, like in Mexico, that's what's like huge, you know, like bands like that, like, like Soe, that they're like super huge. Um, Reino, there's just like a bunch of bands that are like Little Jesus, um, Enjambe, they're, they're all like, it's just like pretty rock and roll music. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wanted to do like the exact opposite of that, you know, which has kind of gotten us into like a little bit of a weird thing, you know, because people like us, but then other people are like, you guys are too much, blah, blah, you know, and it's just like, whatever, you know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I've i noticed that as well, grow, uh, listening to music and kind of growing up with all of it, is uh, the, the hard grunge type music the the punky style it, i feel kind of disappeared for a little bit and, yeah and now it's slowly trying to come back i mean it's always been there you know like mm-hmm. in the scenes like in the underground scenes like with the yeah like indie labels and stuff that's just never been like brought up mainstream you know so you don't really get to see it you know but there's always like that resurgence like every few years you know mm-hmm. or, like one way or another with that being said, uh, can I ask why did you decide to do a pop, or not pop, sorry, a punk um, Spanish band? Uh, I don't know. I've always played Spanish. I've been in like English bands too, you know. Um, like, I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been in a few English bands, and we released tapes like on Burger Records. I was in a band called Howler for a slight minute that was on like Rough Trade. Um, and then it turned into like wellness and then like it's just like I've just kind of always like preferred to be in Spanish bands mm-hmm. you know and by chance that the band that I joined Pastilla when I was really young was already like a famous band oh okay you know? so like and that took a big chunk of like my life kind of you know mm-hmm. like all my 20s through my early 30s and um, I was always in other bands. Like at the time, I would like record with bands stuff like that. So like, I played with like a lot of English bands stuff like that. But um, I just always liked it, you know. And it's just—I don't know if it's like it just feels natural to just do that. But like when I started writing the songs, I wasn't coming up with like English lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know, like even the melodies that I was doing, like they weren't made for English lyrics. Yeah. And there's like a big difference with that, you know. That's why it doesn't work sometimes when you try to translate songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. because just the way you phrase things and words, like melody-wise, whether it's like in English or Spanish or whatever language, it's different. You yeah. know. And when I was doing the songs, like playing them, like I would be like singing melodies, and then like yeah, like English lyrics wouldn't, you know, like it was just kind of like yeah, and I just like it. Yeah. Um, 
Um, can I ask the recording process of your album, your one album and the EP, um, uh, what was the process like? Uh, the, the first EP we did was like very like band-like. Like we like practiced for like a month, did some shows and then we went and record, which we record with um, this guy that produces all our records, his name is Victor Salinas. And he's done like my other band's record. He's done like a lot of like major label stuff and like indie stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've been recording with him since 2006. Wow. So okay. like everything that usually I join, like a project or something, I like hinted like towards him. Mm -hmm. you know? And so the first one was very like band, you know, like we practice and like then we recorded it. And then the, the second one, I just kind of did everything. And oh, then we wow. just had everybody come and put, and like, we had the drummer come and play. And then, like, the guitar plays, they added some stuff. And then that was it. And then the, the EP after that, I recorded it in Chicago. I did, like, yeah, I did all the tracking there. And then I just sent it to my friend Victor in um, Los Angeles, and he re recorded drums there and then remixed. And then for this record, we're kind of doing the same thing, except that we were in LA a few weeks ago, and so we did we recorded all the drums and like guitars, and now I'm gonna finish the rec the rest of it here, and then just send it back to him to like mix and stuff like that. Yeah, that's really interesting. So then, how did you figure out how to do certain things? Was it just watching uh, the first guy record stuff? No. Or was it just kind of trial and error? Yeah, just kind of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long did it take, if you don't mind me asking? Between the first one and this album, that actual album that you have. Um, like how long, like? Like, uh, was making an EP um, uh, shorter time? No, you, you know, they're, they're all like, I don't like taking too long on it, so it's like quick, like three, four days. Like, oh, it's just okay. like intense, like, it's like two days of drums and then one day of like bass and guitars and another day of vocals. Oh, so you get it all on the yeah, same? Yeah, just okay. like... Okay, knock know. it out real quick so you yeah. don't have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, is it, it does that, would you say it has to do with uh, your motivation? Because I know that's kind of how I am, is if I don't knock it out when, when I'm motivated, which is like a week span, um, then I'm probably not going to want to do it. Yeah, it's something like that. You know, and I just like to do things, like, fast. Mm -hmm. Like, when I get in there, I'm like, all right, let's do this, let's do this. And then, like, we're done, you know? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I guess it does have to do with, like, motivation, motivation like that. So then have you encountered anything weird or anything that was, might have taken a little longer time when you were recording? Yeah, this new record. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It just, it just, because um, we were, like, I was finishing it up last year. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't like the way the drums sounded. But there was two songs that sounded really great. So I was like, all right, well, then we'll release those as singles while we work on the record. You know? mm -hmm. And then we just kind of scratched everything. And we redid it again this last time. And we were like, oh, okay. all right. We like went to like a good studio. And like the drums sound good. And like, you know, well, which was good because we released that single in November. And it like got us a little attention. We got like 
on the top Latin songs for yeah. NPR of the yeah. year and stuff. So like, it was like cool, you know, like it was like okay, cool, like end the year with. It's like we released the EP in the beginning of the year and then like end the year with like a new single. Yeah. Because you know, we're gonna do new record and stuff. So, yeah. With that being said, though, um, how does it feel to what? Like, how did you feel when you won that, or when you found out that you were on that? Uh, it was the day after Christmas. It was kind of like a Christmas present. It was literally like December twenty sixth, and I was like, "Rad." <laughs> <laughs> well, because I I didn't even think, you know, like I'm I'm very weird when it comes to like music stuff. Like I just like playing and like going on tour and like. I know there's, like, this whole side of, like, that you have to, like, do um, you know, like, like PR and press and advertising yeah. and stuff. Yep. And I don't really like doing that. I'm not the type of person to, like, sit down and, like... And promote and it. And send out envelopes right. to people and, like, this and that, you know. I'm very, like, I'll send an email and be like, whatever, you know. like. <laughs> but we've been lucky enough that, like, I send the stuff out and people are like, yeah, you know. So, like, they... Ever since our first EP, they they played every one of our singles on KEXP, yeah. you know. So it's like it's really cool. And all I do is like, I send the guy the song. He's like, sick. That's like, dope. Yeah. You know. So it's just stuff like that that's been happening to us, you know. That like, and which is cool. But I don't really do that. But I know you need that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, I I get it though. It's like. I don't, I'd much rather waste, or, or not waste my time, but focus my time and energy on creating something else or doing something else rather than sending out uh, a really just blasting all media uh, of the stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so then, has your sound changed from, from the first EP that you released to the new couple of albums you plan on rele releasing? Uh, not changed, maybe just more polished. Okay. You know? But we're still, like, the same band. Like, if you hear the two EPs and the record, mm -hmm. like, it sounds like the same band, but, like, different. You know? But not, like, I don't know. It's just, like, like, it doesn't sound repetitive. Yeah. But, you know, it still sounds like, oh, that's Las Cruces, you know? Yeah. Which is cool. That's, like, what I wanted, you know, from, like, you know, like, I wanted, like, I didn't want it to be like, oh, this band sounds like this now. Oh, this band sounds like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like they slowly start mm -hmm. changing their sound. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite song, by any chance? From Las Cruces? Yeah. Or maybe a favorite EP or album that you've made. Uh, I don't know yet. I think there's like a song or two, but... I don't know yet. Uh, uh, my one of my favorites uh, right now is that single that you guys released, thirteen o three. Oh, thanks. Mente enferma. Enferma. Yeah, I I really like it. I like Thank the you. breakdown. It's all really great. Um, <laughs> uh, did you have a Do you have a favorite show at least that you performed? Um. Uh, yeah, we did this really. Cool, so they do this cool, really cool festival in Mexico City called um, Marvin Festival and it's like South by Southwest in Mexico City. Oh, wow. It's like in a really like cool posh like hipster neighborhoods, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, but it's sick. They have like 
cool as bands play. Like all the big up and coming bands from like Latin America, like Mexico. And then like they have like huge English bands. So we played it last year. And it was like the Buzzcocks played, the editors played. It was, and we totally sucked, but that was like one of my favorite shows <laughs> just because we were like hanging out, we dropped a bunch of acid. Like everybody was just kind of like. Having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it was a bunch of us, it was like, it was like 10 of us that time playing. Whoa, okay. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. We had George, Nathan. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was 10 people. Yeah. And everybody was high on acid and like, it was cool. Yeah, it sounds like a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to switch the gears here. Um, how, was, how was high school like for you? It was cool. What did you spend your time doing in high school? Um, not going to school. Nice. One um, of those that skipped and then would come? The yeah, I would skip. And I got kicked out of school a couple times. And, like, I got sent to, like, continuation centers and stuff like that. I wasn't a bad kid. I just didn't really care for school. Mm-hmm. You know? I just kind of knew I wanted to play music already. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, you know, I would, like, skip school and go practice with my friends. Nice. So then you would spend your time at this point. Yeah, like playing music. Yeah, like I would like, I had friends that I was playing with that were like in another high school, like across town, and they used to have tracks. I don't know if they have that here, but I guess they do that over there because schools are so so many fucking students. Mm -hmm. So they do tracks where they do like A, B, C, and D, and some students go like a few months of the year, and then it kind of overlaps the other track. And so it's just weird. And they split it up with, like, uh, bilingual, like, English, like, uh, Asian people, like, Asian kids that are just learning. Like, it's just weird the way they split it up. So I remember they were, like, on track. So we had, like, when they would be off, I would be like, well, I'll just go over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would just, like, skip school and go practice. That's pretty cool. How was... um. Was was one of your school like was your school private or was it public and did public you have school. to use like a uniform or anything? No, they well. I remember my junior high, my last year junior high, they kind of started doing that, and then but I didn't have to. They didn't enforce it. And then in high school, no, they were kind of trying to pass something like that, but mm-hmm. being they were using stuff like oh you know to reduce gang violence yeah or something like that I remember when I was still going uh, I had a uniform that I had to wear and um, that was funny that was very funny I hated it that's for sure yeah it's not yeah it's not it's just not for me I don't like to do that and then everybody wears the same thing and it kind of feels just very like oppressed and not a creative place Um, but if you don't mind are you a big um, movie fan, movie buff, maybe? Maybe video games? Uh, movies. I'm kind of still stuck on PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, good but yeah, I like a lot of movies, but I like dumb movies. Oh, like uh, Killer Clowns in Space? Yes. Yeah. Stuff, <laughs> yeah, like stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, a lot of B movies. I'm not that into like your like, smart indie flicks, you mm-hmm. know, like. I don't really see the hype around that. Like, I enjoy some of them, but I'm not, like, like trying to look out it. for the next yeah. one, you know? Like, yeah. 
what kind of genre do you like to watch? I love horror movies. Nice. That's like nice. my favorite thing. Freddy Krueger is like, I grew up on Freddy Krueger. So I have a Freddy Krueger tattoo. Oh, really? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I like grew up on like those type of like old 80s, like cheesy horror movies with a lot of guts and blood and stuff. And like, Do you have a favorite Freddy Krueger movie? Uh, Freddy versus Jason? No, I like, I really like, um, Freddy Goes to Hell. Oh, That's okay. the one where 3D glasses. Mm-hmm. And part, I think it's part two or part three, The Dream Master. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I, I grew up on the Jason. I never, oh, Jason. I never clinged on to Freddy so much. Yeah. Um, my favorite one of Jason was probably Jason X. When he's That's in space. That's uh, <laughs> ridiculous. It's probably one of my favorite ones. It's so funny to look. And then I watched uh, Freddy vs. Jason and that, I thought it was alright. That's ridiculous right. when he like gets his like space feature armor. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's, I like, think. He's like super Jason. One God. of my favorite parts is when he like goes into this like camp like yeah, one yeah. where he just picks up this like. The girl in the sack. And yeah. like, but he does that in one of the other movies. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that's like a famous thing. They like kind of read it, but I think I forgot what part it is. But he does the same thing. He like gets her in a in a sleeping bag and he, he drags her out mm-hmm. like from the tent and then just like <laughs> fucking bashes her. I thought that that was just so funny. Like yeah. that's like a great scene and it was so serious too. Um, but you said that you still play the PS3 every so often. Correct? Yeah. What kind of games do you play for that? Uh. Like Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Um, So you do more adventure action? Yeah, like Uncharted, like Uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved all the Uncharted ones. Did you like Assassin's Creed? I never played it. Oh, okay. Um, I like, uh, what's that one? Like, uh, what is it? It's like a... Dead Island? No, it's like a zombie one. The Last of Them. The Last of Us. The Last of Us, yeah. Yes. That's a really good one. That was a good one, yeah. And then there was, I used to have this really cool one, I don't know what happened to it, but it had William Dafoe in it, and that girl that was in Juno, they were like, they were the actual characters in the, in the video game. And, um, and it, I think, I think that is The Last of Us. No, no, no. And it was, and it was just like, the little girl in The Last of Us looks like Ellen Page. That's why they made that video game with her, with, like, Ellen Page, because it looks so much like her, they just made, like, a video game, and they used her, and, like, she, like, yeah. Is it a, is it a pick-and-choose game? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's where, like, she has Beyond. It's called Beyond. Beyond Two Souls. Yeah, Beyond yes. Two Souls. Yes, yes, yes. I oh, love that game. Cool. I, I love the part where, like, you get to choose if you want to do dope or not. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the pregnant lady is just... I remember I ran into those scenes, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you play it twice to do yeah, different options? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved that one. That was my first time playing an actual pick-and-choose game, and it was so great. Yeah, so I, I like games like that. Did you play... Um, uh, the Walking Dead, where no. you also get to pick-and-choose? Uh-uh. So you're a big fan of horror movies, right? Mm-hmm. Do you play any horror games? No, just just other than like Last of Us or like. Mm-hmm. But I I haven't done like any of those. Um, yeah, no, I don't. Is it because you're not interested, or is it because it's yeah. too serious? No, I'm just not interested. Not interested? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. 
I'm big on the horror genre, but I love a good story. Yeah. And I don't like to play very many games if it doesn't have a good story. Yeah. What are your feelings on GTA? Uh, I've, I've honestly never played it. Like, really? Really? Like, ever. ever. Really? I've been in, like, rooms wow. with friends and I've never, like, it's just never interested me. I barely started getting into those, like, uh, like those shooting games, like the... Call of Duty? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just recent, and, and not even, like, just, like, at, like, nephew's places, and, like, I'll play with them, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, but I've never been like, I'm going to buy it now. Yeah. Like, it's just doesn't it's, grab my it's attention. It's kind of boring to me, because it's, like, it's, it's very much kind of like The Sims, but you get a more, like options to do things yeah. to like kill people and do stuff like that which it's a story i'm very story driven um are you an anime fan at all yeah oh yeah yeah i love all the like studio ghibli stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah. do you have a favorite studio ghibli movie um uh, porco rosso oh my god no I way me rosso. too <laughs> and That's i a good love one. the house moving castle i haven't seen that one that's a fucking amazing one house moving castle and then there's another one that is like these two thieves that go into a castle. I forgot what it's called. It's really good. But yeah. Oh, man. And like typical, like, uh, the Grave of the Flies, or what is it called? Grave of the Flies? Yeah, Jesus Christ. What is it? I gotta look this up. <laughs> it's a really sad movie. It, it, it's like not supposed to be an anime, like for kids' movie. It's really? Like, yeah, it's. um. It's like Studio Ghibli, but it's like of these two kids during World War Two, and like when they're getting bombed. Oh no like, way, dude! It's really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. I remember I had a I had a I had a girlfriend once, and we were like, I fell asleep, and then I woke up because she was like sobbing, just like. <laughs> Like, I freaked out. I was like, what's wrong? And she was just like, she died. And she was just like crying. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. You just weren't expecting it? Yeah. And then I saw the movie, and I was like, oh. Oh, you It's really it. sad. Grave, Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, just look at the, like, the cover of it. Oh, okay. So it's like them, and they get like you know what happened with kids that they would get like lost like after they bomb like fucking yeah. So it's them, and they're living like in a little cave, and they like run out of water and stuff, and they like like the little girl starts eating like mud, like pretending it's rice because she's just starving, and then she gets she dies because she gets like infections, and like he has to like carry her, and then he dies like in an orphanage, like. It just Damn, sucks, you know, it's really, because yeah. you don't, like, it starts off, like, nice, but all that's just so happy, like, they're getting, like, raids every day and stuff like that, but it's just, it's, like, nice, but, like, it's still, like, I have to check like, it sad. out, oh, man. Yeah, it is, it is really sad, like, after when I re saw it without her, I was like, oh, okay, I guess what, when she I was crying, yeah, I, I get was it, I get it. I was like, no. Other than Studio Ghibli, any other? Um... I don't know. I just kind of like pick and choose. I don't really get into like a lot of stuff. I used to see a lot of stuff when I was little, and I kind of just like lost track of it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but yeah, it just kind of like depends. Yeah, Have, did you happen to jump on when the Naruto era was a thing? No, <laughs> you never I, got onto I, it. I think I was a little too old for that era. Uh, 
What like, about? Um, and not even. I think I was just like in high school already, and that was like. Yeah. You know, so it was like it was like nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I started watching it. I got onto it when I was in elementary school, and yeah, it it doesn't really last. Yeah. It does not contain as you get older. Um, did you watch Dragon Ball Z at all? Yeah, a lot. I actually, funny thing is, I started watching that in Mexico. I went to school over there. I did a year of high school, mm-hmm. and um, and that was like the evening cartoons. It's like Dragon Ball in Spanish. Really? Yeah. So like that's what like I would watch when I'd get home, you know. And then it was weird because I would come here and like nobody knew. This was in like ninety nine, wow, really? you know, like ninety. Yeah. It oh was, like, yeah. Yeah. Like nobody here was like drag. It was like the Asian kids were like Dragon Ball, you know. But everybody else was like, "What?" You know. And then after it just like caught on here, yep. it was like, "Whoa." Oh man, those were the, you were okay. I see now. Um, now you said you've moved different places, correct? You mm-hmm. said you you were Mexico City, Mexico, L.A. Um, do you have one specific place that you just absolutely love? I go back to? really like Mexico City. Really? Yeah, is I it, really, really like it. Is there a lot? Like, is it very, like, cultural and, like, there's a lot of things to do over there? It's not very cultural because it's, like, Mexico. <laughs> but uh, there's just so much to do. It's just, it's, like, there's never a day that is, like, chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's just always something. It's just, like, go, go, go. And I know some people don't like that, you know? But it's kind of cool when you're there, you know, and like just kind of living like that, you know. It's just always, it's always entertaining. There's always something. It's not like. Yeah. Mhm. Um. And is that where you would go? Is if you were to move again, the next place? Yeah. Mexico City. That's For where sure. we would find you. For sure. Yes. Nice. Do you have? Are Are you a big foodie at all? Yeah. Um. Do you have a favorite place to go to? Here. Yeah. In Omaha? Wow. I haven't thought of that. I'm trying to see. You know, I really like uh, Saddle Creek Breakfast Club. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I like that place. Are you a big breakfast man then? Yeah. Ah, I love okay. breakfast. Okay. I could eat breakfast any time of the day. Um, but yeah, maybe like a restaurant. No. I haven't really found like a restaurant where I could like that I've been to like over it. And the places that I have been to, it's like, like your generic, like, you know, like, like varsities, or oh, like, you know, like okay. just stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't, I haven't, yeah, I've been trying, I've been trying to look for a place, but it's kind of hard. There's just so much here. Yeah. You know, there's a lot, you know, and it's kind of like, just because there's a lot doesn't mean that everything's good. You know, That's it's true. like hit or that miss, is, you know? Yep. But the thing is that there's a lot, so like it'll take you a while. A to while to get, get yeah, to you know, like even like Mexican food. I've been like trying to like go to South O mm-hmm. and stuff, and I found some places, but then I've gone again, and it's like, oh, this place sucks. You yeah, know? and it's like, so it's like it depends on the cook that's in there. Yeah, I guess it's mm-hmm. just weird. Yeah. Have you tried a place called Tixteco? No. It's a it's a fairly I don't know if they're fairly open, um, but I recently found them. They're a locally run um, Mexican restaurant or not restaurant, but like Mexican food place. Uh, it's it's still very small, 
So you have to kind of go order and then take up, like it's a to-go type place. Uh, but it's really, really good. Probably the best place I've been to, to get a torta or a burrito. Where is, where is that? What is it called? Um, it's called Tixteco. It's on Tix. 16th and Farnham, possibly. Uh, but it's very good. I highly recommend it. Oh, I think I've, I've been there. It's like next to a gas station, right? Like, a, Do they have like... It's on, it's on, it's near a corner. Isn't that like um, uh, by Leavenworth? Like Leavenworth and 16th? Yeah, and they have like pupusas there too. It's like a mixed place, take something. Um, let me see here. I think it is, it's like you make a left off of Leavenworth. Possibly, it is on Leavenworth. Yeah. No, it's, I'm sorry. 16th, it's closer to Martha. To Martha? Yeah. Okay, no, I haven't been there then. Pretty good, pretty good. Highly recommend it. Um, very, lo it's locally owned, which is really, really cool. Um, everybody there speaks Spanish. Uh, you got a couple that speak English. Yeah. But it's very, very good. Um, have you tried uh, uh, Taqueria Tijuana and El Rey? No, I haven't. The Taqueria Tijuana, where's that one? Is that the one? In that one's uh, 24th and I want to say L Street. No, I haven't tried that. Cute. Um, I've been to the restaurant okay. across the street from it. Uh, El Dorado? Yeah. Yeah. So What'd you think? That's the place that I'm like hit or miss. Yeah. Like I've been there like probably like three, four times mm -hmm. and I'm like 50, like sometimes it's good and sometimes I'm like, yeah. what is this crap? <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. Whenever I order, usually when I order from there, it's a, it's a parrilla, a big yeah. thing of uh, shrimp and like pasta or whatever. And it's a hit or miss. Yeah. It all depends. Um. But yeah, El, El Rey is okay. It's the other place I would go to get burritos, just just burritos, not tacos or anything else. Um, and Taqueria Tijuana is where I go to get tacos. It's okay. But Tix Taco is where I go to get tortas. Tix Tacos, I'm gonna look that place up. <laughs> um, and then for burgers, have you, or not burgers, I'm sorry. Um, for pizza, have you gone to a place called a Brick Oven? Or no. Nightlight Pizza? Uh-uh. It's pretty cool, they close at 2 a.m. What is it called? Brick oven? Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't. I've had some good pizza here, though. Oh, yeah? Where at? Yeah. I've had, I like that Noli's place. Oh, yeah? That's good. And then I like, uh, God damn it. I forget what it's called. It's like a chain one, but from here. Oscars. Oh, I, I really like Oscars. Oscars. Oscars is good. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. That one's, I, I think That's I like out west, I think. Out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you? What's your opinion on uh, Pizza Hut? Pizza. It's good. What do you think of Pop, uh, Papa John's? I love Papa John's. It's better, right? Yeah, I used to love Papa John's when I was little. That was like my. I was the like, go-to. Yeah, it was like tastes better than Pizza Hut or Domino's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but for pizza, there's Brick Oven. Uh, it's on 72nd here by Dodge. Um, kind of a little sketchy to get to, but I promise it tastes pretty good. But it's good. good. Yeah. And then do you have a favorite burger place? Uh, no, not yet. I've, I've been, but you know what? I haven't had a bad burger here in town. Oh, you've had, you've had Everywhere that I've had, they're like good burgers. Mm-hmm. I haven't had like a, oh, this is gross. Yeah. Oh, that's good though. Yeah. Because yeah, that'll always turn people But there's off. good, 
beef here. We're in the Midwest. Yeah, you're you know? right. You're like, right. <laughs> just do beef here. I always forget it. I went to Florida once, and I I went to Five Guys over in Florida, yeah. and it didn't hit the it, same. It seem, yeah. Yeah. It just it didn't clog my arteries like yeah. this one does. <laughs> um, but have you been to 1912 at all? Yeah, not for food. Oh. Just for like drinks and stuff. Highly but recommend. They told me that that was really good. That their brunch is really good. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. But I went to try because there's a burger war happening here. There's uh, the one in Benson Brewery and the 1912 uh, are kind of like challenging each other to see who has the best, the burger. best burger. Yeah, so I tried it, obviously. I'm a big foodie. <laughs> and I have to say 1912 kind of holds it. They, have, they do bison meat instead huh. of regular, instead of regular. Uh, cow meat. It's great. I loved it. Best burger I've had, I think, hmm. in a long time. Hey, I've never had bison before. Right, that's what I said too, and I thought it was gonna be kind of gross. It was good. <laughs> it was really good. Um, however, the Benson Brewery had a very good burger too. They had goat cheese in it, and I've never tried that before. That sounds really good. But yeah, I was I was very content. I loved it. <laughs> so then. I'm going to go ahead and end this interview off with one question, um, or actually two, if you don't mind. Um, I want to know, how is it from being independent and doing your own things to now being on a label? Because I believe you were, at least, or you are. Um, the, the, the label's still, like, independent. They, like, do stuff, you know, and then, but they kind of let us do whatever we want. Oh, that's yeah. pretty. That's nice. Yeah, um, it is, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds nice, and it is nice, but then that just means you have to work extra hard. And if you don't have that, like, if you're just kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. then you kind of like miss out on things that you should be doing. You know? um, but no, it's cool. It's it's really cool. I like both. You know, um, it's just great. It's great. I like being like. Like this whole like quote unquote indie yeah. thing right now because it just lets me do whatever I want you know yeah. I'm not like tied down like like they are always kind of going like you gotta push your numbers your social media yeah. like they they're always telling me that and I'm just like yeah <laughs> sure yeah, I'll get around yeah, to I'm it yeah like, okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but I you know I like that that they kind of just like. That they're like, okay, we'll put out the record, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not trying to. But I think in part that they're like that too is because, uh, you know, like we're getting like all that stuff done, like that they're playing us on radio and stuff like that, you know. So like, I guess it's kind of like a win, you yeah. know, like lose-win situation, you know. Like they're not completely losing. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but they're not completely winning either. True, yeah. So, um, but yeah, and I like it. I I... Yeah, I I just really like being like super DIY and like super punk rock and like like I love staying in hotels like on tour, but I also love like sleeping on somebody's floor. Yeah. Know, or, like I have what our guitar player Tatiana actually got upset last time because the first night we had a hotel and the second night we were recording, and I was just like let's just stay in the fucking hotel in the like the studio you know and we all like slept on the floor. And then everybody was like, we're getting a hotel next time. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, no. But yeah, it's just, you know, but I enjoy, like, 
all that stuff. I enjoy like breaking down and trying to figure out what you're gonna do, you know, on the road, and like it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you have a show today. Today's March seventh. Uh, you're playing the Burger Revolution. Yeah, the um, the Omaha Burger Side Concept, whatever Burger Revolution. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a hype man or some type of ritual that you do as a band or anything before you go on? Uh, no. Just, no. You just kind of meet up just, and then get in? Yeah, we just meet up. You know, we don't really, like, everybody kind of gets there, like, whenever they want just before, you know. And it just kind of depends, you know, like, who I'm with. Um, like, what people from the bands I'm with. Like the ones that like to do drugs, or the ones that like to drink. Oh uh, yeah. So like, if I'm with the ones that like to do like drugs, then we'll like do a little bit before, do the, before show. the show, you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then if I'm with the ones that like to drink, we're just like, I right, let's take a quick shot, you know. <laughs> and like, we're there's always pot though. I'm a always. big pot advocate. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a super huge pot advocate. So that's my main thing, you know. And I'm just always smoking. I just, that's my, it's like my cigarettes, mm-hmm. you know, so. Awesome. Well, I hope the show goes well. I'm going tonight, so I'm awesome. looking forward Great. to it. Um, Hopefully we don't suck. I don't, I honestly don't <laughs> think, I really, you guys make really, really great music. Oh, and it's you. really catchy, and I, I'm a big fan. Thanks. So with that being said, guys, I hope you're all having a great day, and I hope we all, or you, have a great show. Um, See you guys next time, and bye.